World by Josephine Gardner, the Renaissance continued. O、oh, divine lineage, mortal guise! Aruto had already picked up the marble up from the floor. He stood bowed over the inclined plane with the marble again. Now I shall try to roll the marble across the plane, he said. Watch carefully how it moves. Sophie watched as the marble gradually curved away, and was drawn toward the incline. What happened? asked Alberto. It rolled sloping because the board is sloping. Now I'm going to brush the marble with ink. Then perhaps we can study exactly what you mean by sloping. He dug out an ink brush and painted the whole marble black. Then he rolled it again. Now Sophie could see exactly on the plane where the marble had rolled because it left a black line on the board. How would you describe the marble's path? It's curved. It looks like a part of a circle. Precisely. Alberto looked up at her and raised his eyebrows. However, it is not quite a circle. This figure is called a parabola. That's fine with me. Ah, but why did the marble travel in precisely that way? Sophie thought deeply. Then she said, "Because the board was sloping, the marble was drawn toward the floor by the force of gravity." Yes, yes. This is nothing less than a sensation. Here I go, dragging a girl who's not yet fifteen up to my attic, and she realizes exactly the same thing Galileo did after one single experiment. He clapped his hands. For a moment, Sophie was afraid he had gone mad. Then he continued, "You saw what happened when two forces worked simultaneously on the same object. Galileo discovered that the same thing applied, for instance, to a cannonball." It is propelled into the air. It continues its path over the earth, but will eventually be drawn towards the earth. So it will have described a trajectory, correct corresponding to the marble's path across the inclined plane. And this was actually a new discovery at the time of Galileo. Aristotle thought that the pro. Projectile hurled obliquely into the air would first describe a gentle curve and then fall vertically to the earth. This was not so, but nobody could know Aristotle was wrong before it had been demonstrated. Does this all really matter? Does it matter? You bet it matters. This has cosmo- cosmic significance, my child. Of all the scientific discoveries in the history of mankind, this is positively the most important. I'm sure you're going to tell me why. Then along came the English physicist Isaac Newton, who lived from 1642 to 1727. He was the first one who provided the final description of the solar system and the planetary orbits. Not only could he describe how the planets moved round the sun, he could also explain why they did so. He was able to do so partly by referring to what we call Galileo's dynamics. Are the planets marbles on an inclined plane? Then, something like that. Yes, 
But wait a bit, Sophie. Do I have a choice? Kepler had already pointed out that there had to be a force that caused the heavenly bodies to attract each other. There had to be, for example, a solar force which held the planets fast in their orbits. Such a force would, moreover, explain why the planets more moved more slowly in their orbit the farther away from the sun they traveled. Kepler also believed that the ebb and flow of the tides, the rise and fall in sea level, must be the result of a lunar force. And that's true. Yes, it's true. But it was a, th- a theory Galileo rejected. He mocked Kepler, who who he said had given his approval to the idea that the moon rules the water. That was because Galileo rejected the idea that the forces of gravitation could work over great distances and also between the heavenly bodies. He was wrong there. Yes, on that particular point, he was wrong. And that was funny, really, because he had a very preoccupied with the Earth's gravity and falling bodies. He had even indicated how increased force can control the movement of a body. But you were talking about Newton. Yes, along came Newton. He formulated what we call the law of universal gravitation. This law states that every object attracts every other object with a force that increases in proportion to the size of the objects and decreases in proportion to the distance between the objects. I think I understand. For example, there's a greater attraction between two elephants than there is between two mice, and there's a greater attraction between elephants in the same zoo than there is between an elephant Indian elephant in India and an African elephant in Africa. Then you have understood it, and now comes the central point. Newton proved that this attraction or gravitation is universal, which means that it is operative everywhere. Also in space between heavenly bodies, he is said to have gotten this idea while he was sitting under an apple tree. When he saw an apple fall from the tree, he had had to ask himself if the moon was drawn to Earth with the same force, and if this was the reason why the moon continued to orbit the Earth for all eternity. Smart, but not so smart, really. Why not, Sophie? Well, if the moon is drawn to the Earth with the same force that causes the apple to fall, one day the moon would come crashing to the Earth instead of going round and round it forever. Which brings us to Newton's law on planetary orbits. In the case of how the Earth attracts the moon, you are fifty percent right, but fifty percent wrong. Why doesn't the moon fall to Earth? Because it really is true that the Earth's gravitational force attracting the Moon is tremendous. Just think of the force required to lift sea level a meter or two at the high tide. I don't think I understand. Remember Galileo's inclined plane. What happened when I rolled a marble across it? Are there two different forces working on the Moon? Exactly. Once upon a time, when the solar system began, the moon was hurled outward—outward from the Earth, that is—with tremendous force. This force will remain in effect forever because it also moves in a vacuum without resistance. But it 
also attracted the Earth because of the Earth's gravitational force, isn't it? Exactly. Both forces are constant, and both work sim- simultaneously. Therefore, the Moon will continue to orbit the Earth. Is it really as simple as that? As simple as that, and this very same simplicity was Newton's whole point. He demonstrated that few natural laws apply to the whole universe. In calculating the planetary orbits, he had merely applied two natural laws, in which Galileo had already proposed. One was the law of inertia, which Newton expressed thus. A body remains its state of rest or reclinear motion until it is compelled to change that state by a force impressed on it. When two forces, the the other law had been demonstrated by Galileo on an inclined plane. When two forces work on a body simultaneously, the body will move on an elliptical path. And that's how Newton could explain why all the planets go round the sun. Yes, all the planets travel in an elliptical order orbits round the sun as a result of two unequal movements. First, the rotatory movement towards the sun when the solar system was formed, and second, the movement towards the sun due to gravitation. Very clever. Very. Newton demonstrated that the same laws of moving bodies apply everywhere in the entire universe. He thus did away with a medieval belief that there is only one set of laws for heaven, and another here on Earth. The heliocentric worldview had found its final confirmation and its final explanation. Alberto got up and put the inclined plane away again. He picked up the marble and placed it on the table between them. Sophie thought it was amazing how much they had gotten out of a bit of slanting wood and a marble. As she looked at the green marble, which was still smudged with ink, she couldn't help thinking of the Earth's globe. She said, "And people just had to accept that they were living on a random planet anywhere in space." Yes, the new world view was in many ways a great burden. The situation was comparable to what happened later on when Darwin proved that mankind had developed from animals. In both cases, mankind lost some of its special status in creation. And in both cases, the church put up a massive resistance. Music